Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Is sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Post Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz Post Game, Jake Scott, coach Tim LaCoe. One, uh, jazz fall tonight to the Knicks, 118 to 111. Uh, let's see, the Jazz were led by Kelly Olinick, 27 points. 10 rebounds tonight in the losing effort. 7 of 13 from the field. Took 13 foul shots. 11 of 13 from the line. Jordan Clarkson added 15 for the Jazz. Uh, Malik Beasley with 14 coming in off the bench, but uh, not enough to beat the Knicks. You got 25 points from Jalen Brunson. Coach Lacombe, man, Jalen Brunson loves playing against the Utah Jazz. Man, he got some bounces again. It, it, some of those felt eerily familiar, but um, he has not had, you know, the greatest year thus far, but he uh, he definitely felt it tonight. Um, really hurt the Jazz more. He ended up one for four from three, so it was really his penetration, those plays that he got right into their guts and um, scored, got fouled. He created things for other guys. He was good. He was very good tonight. Ten of twenty shooting, eight assists. Uh, great, uh, certainly a, a great line for him. Julius Randle, I thought he would score more. He uh, had fifteen on five of eleven shooting. It was really a uh, about Brunson, Cam Reddish had 19. R.J. Barrett had 18. As the uh, the Duke duo played very well. Well, and you know the comment that the Knicks had a team, you know, players only meeting after really kind of letting go of the rope, uh, giving up a ton of points, a couple games in a row, um, and you know Tibbs kind of answers tonight and comes out and. Um, I thought he got a, a really good response from his guys. I thought that um, you mentioned, you know, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but they competed and they certainly guarded. I thought their defense, you know, and what it caused the Jazz to do and be kind of was the tail of the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, specifically, we were talking off the air that, um, you know, for Lowry Markinen, it's tough to be at the top of the scouting report. Now, he did have a team high plus 16 in the plus minus, but 5 of 11 shooting, 13 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. It feels like he's had a few games. Uh, you know, the Jazz have lost three consecutive, and maybe it's not a coincidence that we haven't seen Lowry with that uh, scoring punch that he had earlier in the year. It certainly feels like it. I mean, we talked tonight about, the fact that he was clearly kind of the number one. I mean, as good as everybody was playing, the ball was kind of going through him. I think him having only 11 shots tonight speaks volumes about uh, what New York was able to do. What I noticed, they were very physical with him, and they didn't let him see daylight very often, and he was, anytime he moved through the lane, he was feeling a body. He got hit. Um, that's that's kind of the, the game plan on him tonight, and I would imagine Teams will just try to continue to, to, to you know, replicate that, move him off his spot. That's probably a big part of that game plan. Something he's going to have to battle through. We've seen, you know, uh, plenty of players come through here that have had to deal with it. I, you know, certainly remember Gordon Hayward adapting to be number being number one on the scouting report. Donovan Mitchell, we saw him. Well, he adapted to it rather quickly, but uh, ad- adapted nonetheless. You know, the NBA is smart. A lot of great scouts, a lot of great coaches out there developing a lot of great game plans, and it's it's hard to be at the center of all that attention. I mean, you see all those sweaters behind the bench or, or pullovers. I mean, there seems to be one coach for every guy, so you're right. 
And when you become the go-to guy on a scouting report, your life changes. Um, you become from a guy, a guy who, you know, they say, hey, you really need to watch his this or that offensive rebounding. But when you're the number one guy on the scouting report, you're the head of the snake, and their whole thing is going to go out and try to take away what you do well. And um, for him to only get 11 shots, two free throws, and six total rebounds, um, while effective, it just hasn't. It wasn't the marketing we've seen. I guess it, it was the marketing in the last couple nights, and, and so he's got to make an adjustment, or you know, they've, they've got to find ways to maybe get him some easy baskets. All right, the Jazz fall tonight. <clears throat> excuse me to the Knicks, one eighteen to one eleven. With that. We will say goodnight to our network stations. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have a sound from Coach Hardy and the players, and we'll continue to break this one down. Our next broadcast is coming your way Friday night. Uh, that game uh, against Phoenix will tip off here in this building at 7 o'clock. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Ronnie Hook blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you tonight. The Jazz fall to the New York Knicks, their first loss here at Vivint Arena this year. 118 to 111. Postgame is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. We'll get you some sound from Coach Hardy. We'll get you some player sound as well. Well, coming up, but uh, tonight, Coach, uh, you mentioned it when we were talking to Locke. It seemed like they got off to a, both teams got off to a little bit of a sluggish start, and then uh, the Knicks really blew up in the in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. In fact, scoring thirty eight points in the second and thirty five in the fourth, and the Knicks haven't been a great fourth quarter team, but they were tonight, and it made all the difference. They played with a you know a, a physicality which we expected. I mean, Tim's teams are going to be way better defensively than this team has started, um, and I think you know they they certainly made that a point of emphasis tonight. Did a good job of of setting the tone. I thought um, you know I I thought that they were really physical. I thought the game kind of leaned that way, um, and they certainly had a they certainly had a, a good game plan with Markin and um, the Jazz. In my mind, I thought they played hard, but it was not sharp, and it was it was kind of from the beginning seemed to really almost have uh, just be missing like one step slow to everything, um, and then certainly the shooting by the guards particularly was was tough tonight. Seems like we haven't seen the Jazz be as physical the last you know they've lost three straight now. Uh, it seems like that's been a common thread with all three. Yeah, and I mean I don't know what to attribute it to. I do think. You know, they, the Jazz snuck up on everybody uh, with the first, you know, 10 whatever number games. A bunch of new guys playing together and certainly playing right. Um, but teams have started to understand kind of what they're doing, trying to mess it up a little bit. And physicality, bumping cutters, being really, um, you know, ball hawking with all the number, with the number of passes the Jazz make. Teams can get up and, and create. Um, you know, aggression that then turns to offense. And that's what teams have done in the last couple of games to the Jazz. Let's talk about Lowry Markinen a little bit. Um, David James brought it up in the pregame when we talked to him. The Jazz are undefeated when he scores 20 or more, and uh, their record is not so good when he doesn't. And tonight, he had 13. You mentioned it earlier, only 11 shots, six rebounds, four assists. And we talked about him being at the top of the scouting report, and that's difficult. If you're coaching or on this staff, you know what are what are you saying to him, or what are you thinking the Jazz are going to try and do to to get him going more? Certainly a lot of film. I mean, you're reacting now and, and kind of showing him what teams are going to do. Do uh, he, he was so hot, right? And he was playing so well that teams um, really spend a lot of time on him. So I think it's film review, uh, going back and looking at the things that worked well when, when things were going well. I, I used to do that all the time. I'd bring guys in and just show them the makes they had. But in a nutshell, to me, it feels like 
Markkinen's kind of playing more in a box. You know, what made him great was he was running the floor, he was getting things in transition, he was bouncing it, um, he was getting pick and pops. Right now, you see like teams aren't leaving him. There's not a lot of space, a lot of switching, a lot of denying, not letting him catch. So it's just going to be hard harder for him to score. Uh, obviously, the, te- the the coaching staff will do a good job and they'll incorporate some things to get him um, more involved. But that's what it feels like to me. It's just not as um, He's, he's not affecting the game in the number of ways he was before. You mentioned transition. I mean, that's something the entire team felt like tonight was a good example, like when the Jazz were, were pushing it and, and making a point to get more in transition. That was the times tonight when they were playing really well. And then when it would go away, it would really go away. So it's a great observation. They were actually plus one. Uh, they were 1.5 points per transition possession. Um, so that's obviously really a really good number, um, and one of the highest outputs in transition of the year. They were only out in transition though, fifteen point eight percent of the time, mm. because a lot of times you know they get in these st- spots where they can't get stops, um, and that slows down your ability to get out and run. What's a good number you think? Fifty. So if they're fifteen point eight percent, yeah. That what I you're mean the league. I, I'm trying to think of. You know the the league leaders probably somewhere around you know eighteen nineteen twenty. Uh, there was a period in the game where they were actually out twenty two percent of their possessions were in transition. I just think it's a team that's built for that. So they, they've got to figure out a way, and certainly something Coach Hardy's harping on a lot. But this team's got to find a way to get out and run uh, and be really good at it. Well, it's kind of an equalizer, right? If, if you don't necessarily have the best player on the floor or uh, a team that's trying to punch above your weight a little bit, isn't that an easy way to level the playing field? There's no question. There's all sorts, you know, the Jazz have used like offensive rebounding, sending guys, getting, you know, during this, the beginning of the season. That's kind of taking, taking a dip a little bit too. Again, teams are seeing what they're doing well, and so they're they're hitting them and they're blocking them out and they're being really physical with them. Um, but yes, transitions a great way to kind of neutralize you know lack of something in a, in another area. Jazz had 14 offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, the Knicks had 13. The Jazz actually out rebounded the Knicks 48 to uh, to 44. Yeah, I mean, I like their effort on the glass. I think it's um, it's just not like Vanderbilt had seven offensive. Re- like, remember the first night he had yeah, like six offensive right. rebounds at the first media timeout. So I, I do believe in sixteen games they've played. I'm looking at you know other teams at the top of the West. They played thirteen, three games less. And to David's point, they've had a lot of three night, three games and four nights. Um, so I'm telling you, one of the best things this team can have is two nights without a game and being able to sleep in their own bed. I think that's a big deal. Yeah, I think so. I mean, people, they, they looked tired against the Wizards and everybody said that was coming off two days rest, but that's two days rest on the road. It's got to make a big difference when you're at home. And I wonder, we'll see if the Jazz choose to practice or what they choose to do, if if indeed fatigue is a bit of an issue. And you know what? If, uh, was, you brought up, wasn't it you the other night who brought up the marathon metaphor where, you know, not experienced marathon runners will go out and oh, burn man. it. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, wow, I'm gassed and we're not even a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, you know, we're through the road. You're looking a lot a lot down the road. So, yeah, I mean, it's just there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be this is the Jazz came out made it a, a real aggressive statement to the league. The league has adjusted a little bit. So the Jazz just need to continue to tweak. It's it's part of the the game in the NBA. All right, it's time to hear from the coach. Let's go down to the media room here from Jazz head coach Will Hardy. Large portions of the game we played the way we wanted to play. We had a lot of costly turnovers, um, some good looks that we missed at at key times of the game. Um, you know, for our team to win, we have to manage situations a little bit better end of quarter. Um, those types of moments where we have to execute and, and maintain the lead that we have uh, closing those quarters. So um, credit to New York. They played really hard. Their bench really hurt us tonight. Um, they came in with great energy and, um, you know, beat us on the glass, beat us in transition. Um, you know, they, they beat us doing the things that, that we pride ourselves on doing. So um, a lot to learn, but proud of the fight and thought there were, you know, a lot of good moments of play in this game. 
talked before about defending the first action well and then after an offensive rebound not getting to that second mm-hmm. one very well. What is it, what's causing you guys not to be able to get to that point? Yeah, those, I mean, those moments are hard to guard for anybody. Um, you know, the biggest thing for us is we need to give up fewer offensive rebounds because when you go for a rebound and you don't get it, you're out of sorts. You're not necessarily matched up with the person you're supposed to be matched up with. They could have players on the perimeter that they're kicking the ball out to and you're in a long closeout. So, um, again, with our team and, um, you know, without having one player that's gathering all the defensive rebounds, we have to do it as a group and we have to do a better job. With uh, 21 turnovers, kind of what situations are you, were you most kind of concerned about when you got, got those turnovers? Yeah, I think there's there's moments where early in the clock we're not maintaining our space. We're very tight. Sometimes we have two people cutting or trying to post up early in the clock. Um, and then I think just making decisions a little bit late. You know, we talked earlier in the season about sometimes the moment of decision is there, and if you take an extra dribble in the half and a half in the NBA the length can swallow you up if you get too close to the basket. So it's a lot about the timing of our decisions um, and trying to continue to do a better job of maintaining our spacing, especially early in the clock. Lowry's field goal attempts are down over the last three games. Does he need to force that, or do those need to come within the offense? Or uh, I don't think he needs to force anything. Um, you know, teams are giving him a lot of attention. Um, I think tonight... He got in foul trouble, which took him out of his rhythm. Um, didn't get to to play as much in the first half as he usually does, and, and that can throw you for a loop sometimes. Um, you know, also the the way that we're playing, sometimes the ball just isn't going to find you every time. Um, you know, we put Lowry in a lot of actions, but tonight I think it was just the ball maybe didn't find him in the right moments, and that foul trouble in the first half took him out of his rhythm. Both Colin and Malik spoke this morning about the transition defense not being where the team wants it to be. 21 more fast break points for the Knicks tonight. Um, where is kind of the problem area there? What can you guys do better on that in that area? Yeah, I think it's it's continued focus on one, it's not about finding your matchup. It's about stopping the ball and finding any player on the other team to match up with. Um, Two, we have to do a better job of not giving up layups in transition. Um, there are a ton of cross matches. You know, we've talked about this the last couple of days. Like, there's a lot of cross matches based on how we play and how much switching there is in the NBA. So, it tests your communication um, in those moments to be able to to get back and just get the ball stopped. Um, you know, also, uh, I'd have to go watch, but. With that many turnovers, I imagine that a good chunk of those points are coming off turnovers, and those are really hard moments to get the ball stopped. So part of it is us shoring up our offense, um, not having so many turnovers to let them run out. Um, and the second part is just our communication. Obviously, Brunson had a ton of defense, offensive success. What do you guys want to do against him defensively uh, better than he did tonight? Yeah, again, I think he hit a lot of hard shots. He hit a lot of turnaround fadeaways at 15 feet, 14 feet. Um, you know, we're trying to keep guys from getting on the rim, and we're trying to keep people from shooting wide open three balls, and I think we did a pretty good job of that. You know, he had 25 points on 20 shots, so um, I understand that he made 10 field goals, but I thought a lot of those were hard, and some of that is just he's a really good player. Um you have to pick and choose sometimes with a player like that who's a, a very smart passer that if you start over-exaggerating uh, your defense and doubling him at 15 feet, you could end up giving up a lot more at the rim or threes because you put your team in rotation. So, you know, I'll have to go back and watch his points. Obviously, there's a, there's probably eight of them where you would want better defense. Um and there's some where he's a heck of a player and he made some tough fall-away shots. That focus on wanting to deny the rim, wanting to deny threes. Um, it's inevitable they're going to get a lot more in the mid-range, 60 points in the paint for them tonight. Is there is that just kind of the inevitable by- byproduct of that strategy or, or are there things that you can do better in? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of their baskets that were on the rim, um, again, are transition and second chance 
points in the paint sometimes can be a stat that's a little bit misleading because you're not necessarily sure where in the paint that ball was shot from. I mean, a 14-footer just inside the free throw line is technically points in the paint. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of good players in the NBA. There's a lot of teams that space you out um, with the three ball being so prevalent these days. Um, so you have to make choices. Um you know, I, I like our chances if we take 11 more threes than our opponent. Um, but we have to do a better job of cutting down our turnovers and, and not fouling so much defensively. So loading up some extra run tonight with Rudy out. What mm-hmm. did you see out of him? I thought he played great. I think he uh, came in, showed a lot of confidence. Um, he's a very smart player. When to, when to shoot, when to drive. Um, he's far more athletic than maybe people assume he is. Um, he has the ability to play fast, so... Um, you know, after not playing real minutes for a long time, that's that's hard. What he did tonight, and I thought he represented himself very well. Um, maybe we don't know a lot about him on the defensive end because we know him kind of as a shooter as an offensive player. How did you think that he did on that side? Uh, some good, some bad. Um, he obviously had that big block in the first half, showed off some athleticism and some some hustle there, but. Um, you know, teams are going to try to put him in a lot of pick and roll, I would assume. And I thought there were a couple times, especially on quickly, where he got caught too low, a little bit under the three-point line, um, and needs to do a little bit better job of getting up into the ball and closing the gap uh, so he's not so easy to screen. But uh, overall, his understanding of team defense is very good. Um, you know, it's crazy. He's 26. He's been a pro since he was 16. So he's new to the NBA, but he's not new to pro basketball. Um He's a very smart player, and there's definitely things on the defensive end that he can continue to clean up. Do you feel like New York did anything specific to disrupt the offense, or was it just guys missing open shots? Uh, I mean, New York, any team under under Tibbs is going to be very physical, and I thought they did that tonight. Um, I, I do, when I look at the, the shot distribution tonight, 43 threes, 30 free throws, um, I think we did a pretty good job getting shots that we wanted to get. We just have to take care of the ball. Um, it puts you behind the curve. It kind of can ruin your momentum as a team. Um, but Tibbs is a great defensive mind and always has been. Um, his teams really compete, and uh, they're very physical. So I think there were certain moments where they may have taken us out of our rhythm. Um, but I do think that a lot of the shots that I saw, I was happy with, and they just didn't go. Pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, there you go, Jazz head coach Will Hardy. Uh, after the Jazz have now lost three games in a row, losing tonight to the Knicks, one eighteen, one eleven. Your thoughts, Coach Comb, on uh, what we heard from Coach Hardy right there? Really thoughtful. Um, certainly appreciates the effort. Uh, you know, and I want to make sure like that. That's a part of it to me like the jazz being in these games with 20 plus turnovers is it says a lot about the things they're doing right um but it, it really is a process um he pointed out being better with the ball making better decisions um having better spacing all those things lead to turnovers um and then mentioned specifically transition both offensively and defensively um really got to get out of the you know whatever it is right now, but they give a couple of of layups in transition up a game, and you talked about cross matches. All that stuff is communication, and so they can work that out because these guys they want to do it. Um, I, th- I think their desires there. Like how even he is, wins and losses. I'm sure this one hurt a little bit, and uh, just because losing three in a row has got to be tough. And we we get a very consistent coach Hardy, that's for sure. There's no doubt he's um. You know, and the other part of it, he's so he's always thinking down the road. Um, he, you know, I thought his explanation of, you know, the fact that um, that Jalen Brunson, part of it was he made tough shots, but another part of it with a chuckle was he's a really good player. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, like we saw that with Embiid the other night. That's what these guys are paid to do. Um, the Jazz learned a lot about themselves tonight in this game. I think, um, you know, they'll they'll rebound. Uh, the biggest thing that comes out of tonight is they got a little bit of a break and I do believe that 
more than anything, that's what they need right That'll now. That'll be helpful. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. The Jazz fall tonight to the Knicks, 118 to 111. We'll get you some sound from the players coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Wow! The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz fall to the night at home to the Knicks, 118-111. to 111. We'll get you uh, some sound from the players coming up here moment. Charlie, but coach, let's get a look at the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass is Kelly Olinick, who had 10 rebounds tonight for the Jazz. He had a double double, 27 points. 10 boards, uh, 7 of 13 shooting. He went to the line 13 times. Man, is he active. I love his head fake, too. He can get anybody on it. I, I used to put that on the scouting report now. Ah. Um, guy between you and the basket, although he wasn't shot faking a lot of our guys. He was just basically shoulder into standard and laying it up. Uh, but no, he, it's great. He um, He's so versatile, right? He, he hasn't been making uh, his perimeter shots like he did to start the season. But a guy who can, who you have to respect out there, and then all, does all these other things uh, as well as rebound and win a master of the glass, I like to see it. Uh, he was 2 of 5 from 3 tonight, 7 of 13 overall from the field. Uh, one of those 10 rebounds came on the offensive side. Larry Markkinen had four offensive boards tonight. And, and by the way, Walker Kessler continues to be a... Uh, fascinating and good player. 18 minutes for Walker tonight. Eight points on four of four shooting. Seven boards. One assist, one steal, one block. Saw some cool back pick lobs for him, too. You know, two lob dunks. Um, Will Hardy calling some sets to get him uh, easy baskets. Love to see Walker's enthusiasm to play. And it is like he's just this, uh, you know, a young guy that's just kind of soaking it all in. But I've said, like, for him to get 18 minutes, win or lose tonight in his rookie season against the Knicks and, and experience what it's like, uh, that is all really, really good stuff. All right, let's get back down to the podium. It's uh, time to hear from Kelly Olenek. Pretty, obviously not ideal, but kind of what's the move of the team after tonight's game? I mean, we're right there. I mean, in the last three games, I mean, just... Some shots didn't go our way. Other teams made some plays. Obviously, we got some stuff to shore up, some stuff we can do better throughout the game. Um, but it's not like we're going through this three-game losing streak like, damn, we had no chance at any game. We we need to go back to the drawing board and rip up everything else, you know? So I think um, in that sense, I mean, we're still right there, still competing. Um, missed some shots, at, you know, late. Um, you know, they made some shots at the... Start of the fourth there, kind of pushing a little hole, and um, we just got to keep playing our style of basketball. We got away from it for a second there. Um, that's a group, but when we're playing well and playing together and doing what we did the first, you know, whatever it was, games, um, you know, we're, we're a good basketball team. When you get into foul trouble, obviously there's a little bit of playing different, I think, on the defensive end. On the offensive end, do you? kind of get out of a rhythm because you're kind of in and out at different Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you're not in the flow of the game anymore. So it's kind of like you're, you know, trying to find it again. And, um, and, you know, it definitely contributes for sure on both ends of the floor. I mean, you can't be aggressive and 
and unfortunately they I don't know some, some tough tough calls I feel but it is what it is what's the difference between good teams after a three game losing streak and bad teams yeah I mean you just gotta I mean you can't you know reinvent the wheel um no, you have to, you know, keep playing. I mean, st- you're going to have ups and downs, you know, in a game, in a season, in a quarter, in a, you know, whatever it is. So you can't, you know, you can't uh, overreact to you know, to things, and you don't want to underreact. You're never as good as people tell you, and never as bad as people tell you. You're at least somewhere in the middle. You got to figure it out. So um, for us, it's about just, like I said, sticking to to what we do well, what we know, getting better at those things every single day, and uh, coming back to work. You know, tomorrow working on it, Thursday working on it, and then Friday, you know, another chance to go out and compete. Nice. Is it nice to have several days at home for the first time this season? Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, people say Utah's beautiful. I have no clue. I haven't seen it. <laughs> kind, of, kind of related to that. Do you feel like the schedule's kind of caught up to you guys in like a fatigue way? Um, I mean, possibly a little bit. Um, no, it was a grind. I mean, we were, we were, you know, worn out at the end of that, that trip in Philly and then coming back and you have, you know, get back at, 6 a.m. East Coast time, you know what I mean? And then you have all day yesterday. Now you're trying to come back and play tonight. Uh, I mean, there's not, it's not, they're not excuses. Um, but, I mean, human nature definitely plays a role. It's had 21 turnovers tonight. That turnover issues have kind of been a recurring theme during the stretch. Um, I guess what's the issue there? How do you guys kind of improve in that area? Yeah, I mean, um, I'd have to go look at the the nature of all the turnovers. I don't know if they're what the what it was I mean but yeah, yeah I mean that's that's definitely too many we gotta <laughs> we gotta shore that up cut that down a little bit what needs to happen for you guys to be better defensively rebounding the ball defensively rebounding the ball um because they I mean they're getting second chance points I think they had 19 points off their second chance opportunities yeah I mean what we they had 13 offense rebounds we had 14 Earlier in the season, we are talking to Will, maybe I think it was maybe in L.A., and he was talking about how you guys guard the first action well, but then after an offensive rebound, you're, like, out of sorts. And so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of, like, offensive rebounds, transition. We're, we're just, like, a step-slow processing, I think. Um, you know, kind of everybody is. Um, you know, kind of finding open guy, like, find, like recalibrating, or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, and and kind of playing off that because um, I, I feel like I mean uh, yeah they had 19 points they made some offensive rebound kick out threes that kind of hurt, hurt us um, yeah we just got to kind of you know refocus next play speed has to be like one step quicker I think appreciate it thanks all right, uh, there you go. That's uh, Kelly Olenek, and uh, Kelly played great tonight. Twenty-seven points, ten rebounds in the uh, in the losing effort. He's so right about the the human element of this game. Um, I, I can't tell you the number of times we played. You know, take a charter home, get home at three or four in the morning. Um, we've all you've all experienced going to bed at three or four. Uh, you don't feel great for a day or so, uh, and then you throw everything else. So I'm telling you, the Jazz have been on a huge grind. I like that he actually acknowledged that. Certainly not an excuse, uh, but I think it it explains why maybe they are a teeny bit, um, you know, a step slow, as as he said it. So um, I'm excited that they're going to get a couple nights off, that they'll get fresh and be able to kind of attack this, um, you know, with a, a clear mind. I thought his joke about Utah was funny. Said, I love it. I hear it's beautiful. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, um, he came through here a lot, but uh, one of the things about the, the Zags, they stay pretty tight to the hotel. You know, they're not out. They're not out goofing not around. Goofing around, and certainly they're not hitting uh, hitting the uh, uh, what? Uh, what am I looking for? The uh, the hot spot there, the velour. The velour. They're not hitting the velour. Only if the hounds are playing. Uh, no, but it's. Um, like it's true he's been here on this team for 16 games and <laughs> has not been in the state very much no. in that time so 
Uh, I'm excited all these guys get a little bit of a, uh, a refresher here. We'll get you more player sound coming up right around the corner. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some or share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz drop one at home tonight to the Knicks, 118-111. to 111. We'll have more straight ahead. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Ronnie Hook blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my. Jazz post game. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight to the Knicks, one eighteen to one eleven. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. We're hoping to get you a little more uh, player sound coming up. Stand by. We're hoping to go back down to the podium. But uh, right now, let's get a look at the Chick Fil A foul shot review view of the game download a whole new way to chick-fil-a earn rewards with the chick-fil-a one app all right uh coach taking a look at the uh, free throws tonight the jazz were 25 of 30 uh they shot 83 percent from uh from the line that's uh those are good numbers for the jazz although kelly olenic took 13 of those 30 free throws, he was living on the line tonight. The Knicks were 19 of 25, including R.J. Barrett, who took 14 free throws tonight. He was 8 of 14. Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting free throw game. I thought that the, the refs really let him kind of bang around, and they kind of set the tone. It was going to be a physical kind of, I, I don't know, hard hard. It was hard for for the game to get any kind of free flow for a while. Um, but I, one thing I do like, I like the Jazz being able to go to the line 30 times. Um, it's a huge thing. The fact that they made 83% certainly had a dip in our percentage you know, <laughs> over the weekend. But right. nice to see them shoot the ball well. They're going to they're gonna be a great free-throw shooting team. And getting to the line, like not turning it over and getting offensive rebounds, uh, you know, all those things are going to be a big part of why the Jazz are able to win. Well, you certainly like to see Alinek go 13 times. That is uh, something. And avoided being uh, fouled out as they reversed that call. Yeah, that one was was interesting. I kind of watched it, um, and I didn't know if Kelly had maybe done a Kelly trick, you know, grabbed an arm or something. He's, he's good at those. He can uh, do those. Yeah. I mean, he's been in the league a long time, and that's what vets do. Um, but they reviewed it. I, I just thought he slid around and got good position. Uh, and that's what must, the replay must show. Now, if you watch him close, it's it's like watching the forty-year-old guy in the pickup game at wherever you know sports mall, twenty-four hour fitness, whatever the case. Who knows every little grab and trick of the trade to make sure that uh, he's the one coming out with the rebound or the defensive stop or whatever. Uh, Olenek can get he gets that arm. Wrapped up, and then both players tumbled to the ground, and refs forced to make a call. I mean, it, it just seems like he's got—I don't know what do you want to call it—gamesmanship. His gamesmanship, yeah, yeah. And um, and he seems to be good at it. He's very consistent with it. Yes. And um, and so yeah, I don't know. I mean, officials kind of label guys like that. I, I told you off air. There was a couple guys, you know, during the our years that got tough whistles, but um, they probably, in hindsight. Earned Maybe a earned bit. a little bit of the reputation. But I'm always going to love a guy who plays hard, tries to play to win. Uh, I feel like that's what Kelly does. He's he's a, he's a great asset to the team. And it's crazy to think you know they made that move late but, uh, to acquire him. And he, he's fit in well as a, as a starting center. He's been more than useful. For sure. On, on this team. And I know everybody's uh, eager to see more Walker Kessler, but it's just – it's tough for a rookie to start and play a major role, especially a, a rookie big. And as much as we've, uh, I think, all enjoyed watching Walker Kessler start his NBA career so far because he's fun to watch, uh, they needed somebody like Olenek. He was not going to be – it's not fair to have him be your starting guy playing 30 minutes a night. Yeah, it's uh, – you know, Kelly – the one thing I love about – what he does, like he can bring it up a couple times. He brought it up in transition. Certainly handles the ball well. We saw him make a game winner, you know, keeping it off of 
a handoff. So just a lot of different ways to attack you. I think a great addition. And it's nice to see him have a really good night, albeit, you know, on a losing cause. Yeah, the Jazz do lose tonight, 118 uh, to 111. And, the, you know, really, the Knicks' big players, big name players or, or, you know, leaders of this team played really well tonight. Maybe with a possible exception of Julius Randle, who had 15 and 6. But, you know, Jalen Brunson, 25 points on 20 shots. Uh, RJ Barrett tonight, 18 points. Cam Reddish, 19. We haven't talked about Cam Reddish a ton. What are your thoughts on him? They, they acquired him last year in a trade with. Uh, with the Hawks, uh, he Reddish and uh, R.J. Barrett were teammates. <clears throat> excuse me, teammates at uh, at Duke, and I kind of wondered. I there, draft night, there were a lot of folks out there saying he was the sleeper kind of pick, just because he didn't get the attention of R.J. Barrett and Zion while he was at Duke. That he might be kind of the steal of the draft. Didn't stay in Atlanta very long, and uh, I think the Knicks took a chance to bring him in that actually could pay off. I like him. Uh, Six eight, you know he's in that perfect size and length of guys that really um, make an impact on the league right now. He's he's a, I would call him a positionless player. You know, gets out there and can do a lot of, of different things. Twenty three years old. That's the part I really like. And um, you know, a, a night like tonight shows why he's so intriguing. He was able to play thirty three minutes, but he shot the ball well. Um, when he's good from three, it opens up everything else for him in his game. But I'm with you. I think he's a guy who might find you know a new life and, and a better fit here in New York. And then uh, Jericho Sims. How about him? He quietly had a triple-double tonight coming in off the bench for the Knicks. 11 points and 13 rebounds. This is a, a guy I admittedly don't know a ton about, but he played a great game tonight. His, his athleticism is off the chart. Um, one of those Texas guys uh, played – you know, flew up and down the floor there in Austin. But we saw, you know, I grabbed my computer to look it up after that first dunk. We about ripped the rim down. Um, certainly intriguing. Young guy, uh, but crazy amount of upside. He was fun to watch play tonight. That's uh, that's for sure. And then, you know, Jalen Brunson, this is what uh, the Knicks brought him aboard to do. Uh, lead the team, um, be the best player on the team, or at least arguably so. And he was good tonight. I mean, 25 points, 8 assists on 20 shots is is a nice night. And Coach Will Hardy even said so himself. Oh, there's no question. He, he's a great player. Um, you know, he, he I think he makes guys around him better. He uh, certainly did with Dallas last year. You know, as good as Luka is, uh, he was a an awesome number two. And I thought he had his moments where he was – you know, fairly dominant in that series. So he, he played great tonight. It was kind of a throwback to some of the games he had in here last year. Um, interesting to see the dynamic between he and Randall. You'd mentioned that. Uh, Randall was used to having the ball in his hands all the time. Um, remember, I came, he came through last year. His assist numbers were through the roof because they were playing through him. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing there. But uh, good to see Brunson have a nice game uh, for him. He had not, had not been shooting the ball well, but he led him to victory tonight. Um, just looking around the uh, rest of the NBA here real uh, really quick, there's two games going on. Uh, the Blazers are on top of the Spurs, 115-110. to 110. The Jazz play the Blazers uh, coming up on Saturday. But how about this game going on right now with uh, under a minute left to go in the fourth quarter, Coach? The Kings are on top of the Nets 148 to 118. Yowza. Our guy, Royce O'Neal, is minus 40 in 24 minutes. I just saw a tweet, a frustrated Nets fan said death taxes and Royce O'Neal passing up an open shot, <laughs> which we saw a bunch. But they, they just scored 150. It's 150, wow. 118. Um, that was another. The Jazz got a first round pick out of that. Man, I don't know if I've seen many worse plus-minus numbers than minus 40 in 24 minutes. That is not easy to do. Poor Royce. He's having a tough one. Yeah. You know what? I, I just don't know. Uh, Brooklyn, the, the dysfunction and everything, I just don't know if they've got what it takes to be a contender, certainly defensively. They're giving up 150. Uh, it's now 153 three ball To the Kings. They're the, rubbing it the in. The Kings. And I know the Kings are better this year. Uh, what they're six and six, they're they're a five hundred team, which for them is is just uh, uh, they is, should throw a parade. Really great, but but man, 
By the way, Terrence Davis has 31 points off the bench for the Kings tonight. Wow. Man, the Kings are kind of a funny team. They'll be, got, a, they'll be a hard some, matchup some nights, man. Yeah, they've got some productive players. I've always kind of liked De'Aaron Fox, but Herter might be a good uh, might be a good match for them. Sabonis is a good player, you know that very well, all too well. Yeah, seeing uh, seeing him a bunch of times in college. So I don't know, maybe the, the Kings are better, but uh, right now they are waxing Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. In fact, it's over one fifty three to one twenty one. Yeah, that one. Get out of Sacramento. That was just like quick speech. Hey, we'll figure this out tomorrow. Get your stuff and let's get out of here. Listen to this. Uh, here you go. Sacramento, 36 points in the first quarter, 37 in the second, 42 in the third, 38 in the fourth. Brooklyn didn't stop anybody <laughs> at all. Sacramento shot 60% from the field, and they were 20 of 41 from three. Ah. That's pretty good, I guess. I think that has more to do with the Nets, maybe, than, than the Kings. I would say it has a lot more to do with the Nets than anything else. That's a want-to thing right there. There's a lot of want-to there. Yeah, get that impression. All right, uh, Jazz Post Game brought to you by our friends of Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Uh, real uh, stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall to the Knicks tonight, 118-111. to 111. We will wrap things up. Coming up next, you're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Ronnie Hook blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! 75-71, Jazz lobbed to the rim. Pass by Dante! Oh, Mike Conley hit him right in the numbers and he packed it! Beautiful flop by Mike Conley! Transition. David Locke on the call. Excuse me right there. There's your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Jazz fall tonight uh, to the Knicks by the count of 118 to 111. Post game uh, brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. The Jazz have lost their third consecutive game. Uh, they now sit at 10 and 6. And uh, Coach Comb, you know, back-to-back with Washington and Philly is tough. Uh, this Knicks game felt a little bit more winnable returning home. But uh, you heard Larry and talk about it. Still maybe need a little bit of a recharge of the battery. Yeah, it was um, – I was surprised because I thought they would get home and feed off the crowd. But uh, they, you know, really – it was kind of shooting themselves in the foot. It's hard when you're in a game like that. The other team's playing downhill at you, um, and you fight like crazy. But those turnovers, and, and Coach Hardy said it, there's some really timely ones that just continue to drive it home. And then just the number of them, you're just not going to win that game. But um, I, I don't think it was for lack of effort at all. Uh, but I do believe the grind has been real. And, um, and what we saw... And the way it was explained, you know, the way Kelly said it was it was a, um, you know, so they were step slow to everything. Felt like they were step slow. 20 turnovers, 22 points yeah. off of those turnovers in a game, you know, that's 118 to 111. That's that's certainly going to have an impact. And to this team's credit, I mean, they've been in every single ball game. You know, this one, they get that thing down to six again. The crowd's going crazy. One score there, but um, came up empty. I'm not a believer. Like you can't expect miracles down the stretch. You know, tonight the the way the Jazz kind of put themselves in a corner with uh, the way they turned it over. Uh, they fought like crazy, but it was uh, it was just one where they just can never get on top. If you're just joining us, uh, reviewing the stats a little bit, the Jazz tonight shot 43% from the field. They were 14 of 43 from three, 32.5% from three. Uh, they were led uh, by Kelly Olinick, who had 27 points and 11 rebounds. He was 7 of 13 from the field, 11 
of 13 at the line. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 15 tonight. He also had five assists to go along with those 15 points. Mike Conley had 10 points, seven assists, and four steals tonight for uh, Mike. Lowry Markinen with 13 points on 5 of 11 shooting. He had six boards and four assists to go along with that. Malik Beasley had 14 points. Taylor Horton Tucker had 10 coming in off the bench for the Jazz. Walker Kessler with another nice game, 8 points, 7 rebounds, had a block shot in just 18 minutes of play. As far as the Knicks go, they shot tonight 47% from the field, 11 of 32 from 3, 34%. Um, They were led by Jalen Brunson, who had 25 points on 10 of 20 shooting. He also had 8 assists to go along with those 25 points. Cam Reddish with uh, 19 tonight in 33 minutes. R.J. Barrett had 18 uh, tonight in 37 minutes. Julius Randle with 15. He was 5 of 11 from the field. Emmanuel quickly had 13 coming in off the bench, and we talked about him a little bit in the uh, last segment. Jericho Sims with a double-double in 25 minutes off the bench for the Knicks with 11 points and 13 rebounds. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one before we... uh, turn the page and uh, get a couple of nights off yeah a couple of things i think coach hardy touched on it but um just kind of shoring up spacing and decision making on the offensive side that's putting them in tough situations from time to time um i think the spacing one is you know is part fatigue i, I think you you know you don't necessarily get all the way to the corner uh, like they were getting to start the season so I think that's one thing and then um, you know the ability to try to do a better job at building a wall in transition not letting a team just race it you know and I think those two things are definitely interrelated Um, I'm just looking at offensive or half court numbers tonight the Jazz did a good job in the half court Uh, they did a nice job of guarding where uh, the New York scored a lot of their points. They're, a lot of their rebounds, they had 13 offensive rebounds. That led to 1.5 points per play, whereas the Jazz offensive rebound, oftentimes they got the rebound, kicked it out, just .6 on the on those putbacks. So a lot of things to work on. I like the fight, like Coach Hardy said, and I think that's the most important part. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody uh, who played a part in the broadcast tonight. How about our pregame? We had Mike Smith. Thanks to Mike. We had Ben Anderson who dropped by, and David James. So thanks to all those guys. Thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action tonight. Thanks to our uh, broadcast assistants doing uh, fine work as usual. Thanks to Jamil Hawkins, uh, executive producer uh, of the Jazz Broadcast. Big thanks to Jamil. Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show and the My Subaru Ways campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you. Take a couple of nights off, my friend. You've you've earned it. Well, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing to you. Um, thanks for being such a pro, man. I love working with you. Jazz fall tonight uh, to the Knicks at home, 118 to 111. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Friday night. The Phoenix Suns will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. You have been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.